Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about the sealing, of course, that's, that's the 19th of January, 2019, when the Lord God visited us in Kilgoris. That's in Transamera, Kenya, Africa, after preaching in a Maasai tribal church. He said, seal my people by my word. Now, this visitation went on for over two hours. Very strong and very profound. He said, as I am sending the angel from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. We have been obedient to that as much as possible in doing the podcast, Sealing God's People. Many are in kingdom now theology, saying, well, the kingdom of God is Christ in you, the hope of glory, and there is nothing else to come. The work of the ministry the perfecting of the body of Christ. And there's many different ideas as there are different denominations and even within denominations. So the truth is that the Lord Jesus will reveal the truth at the revelation of Jesus Christ for the grace comes to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ and grace reigns through righteousness. We find in Revelation 7 that there is a ceiling of the servants of God in their foreheads. This is the mind of Christ. In Philippians 2, 5 through 8, it said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus in the days of his flesh, who being in the form of God, spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, something to be grasped at, but made of himself of no reputation, a self-imposed limitation and emptying out of his glory. Why? Because a man lost and only a man can redeem us back. Therefore, there has to be a laying aside God himself of his own glory that he will not work his spirit, but as a man of flesh and blood like you and me to redeem us that were under the law as our kinsman redeemer. Now, after his death, burial, and resurrection. And he fulfilled the law in all aspects. He went back to, he said, my father. That's righteousness. I proceeded from the father, came into the world, died, buried, and rose, rose again, and went back to my father. And Jesus said, whether I go, you cannot come. Where is he going? He's going back glorified with the father's own self. They said, well, where, whither will you go that, that we cannot come? Will you kill yourself? John 8. And Jesus said, uh, if you had known me, you should have known my father. You should have known the father of glory. You're from beneath, I'm from above. You're of this world, I'm not of this world. Moreover, Jesus spake these words in the treasury. No man laid hands on it because his hour was not yet come. Jesus expounded more on it and said, I go my way, and whether I go, you cannot come. You know, you don't know where I'm going. You don't know the way. You don't know the truth. You don't know that he is God manifest in the flesh. They said, whether will you go? Will he kill himself? Jesus stated a profound truth, John 8, 24. When asked about where is your father, Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. So you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father, 
He is the Spirit manifest. Jesus said, the words that I speak are not in mine, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the works. He's the one doing it. So if you don't believe me, believe me for the work's sake. In other words, the Spirit of God is the one healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loosing the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and the captive going free. Not the flesh and blood man. It is what is in the man literally housing permanently, forever abiding in Jesus, dwelling in Christ Jesus. That's a permanent dwelling, a permanent abode, a permanent tabernacle in Christ Jesus. If you want to find and see God, there's no other place. There's no other way to get to the Father but by Him. Why? Because you've seen Him, you've seen the Father. He is a manifest, expressed image of the Father. There's no other way. With that said, now we get in the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. It is, we're saved by grace through faith. Now, grace reigns through righteousness. And we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, for the Spirit is what we're sanctified and sealed by. He speaks the truth. It's the Spirit of truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. We have to seek the will of God in the word. Being not conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. That we may prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for our lives. What that will is. So we work out our own salvation with trembling and fear. Why? Because it's God that worketh in us. Both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Not our will, but his will. So therefore, any man that does not do the will of God will not make the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, we go from newborn babes that desire and sincere miracle of the word that we may grow thereby. We go to the next step in glory, and that is little children. I write in you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. And I write in you, little children, because you've known the Father. Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you should have known my father. You're looking at him. The spirit is revealed. The express image of the father. God manifests in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16. Emmanuel, God with us. Born in the city of David, Christ the Lord. Jehovah God Almighty manifest. He is the mighty God, the everlasting father. Well, that is little children. But there's a higher glory. And that is young men. I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. How did you overcome? By doing the will of God. Through the word. Taking on the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Broken, humble, and contrite. For this is the man that God will seek to. He that is broken of a contrite spirit. The poor in spirit shall, though they shall see God. When we see this work of the ministry and the manifestation of the sons of God, now that's a controversial topic. Who and what are the manifested sons of God? Are they already here? Are they already manifest? 
But we take a look at the scripture to see who these are. Now, we see in Romans 8, and I'm going to quote the scripture as we read here, and it says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We see that in Romans 8.14. Now, we're going to talk about the adoption. The adoption. Somebody said, well, we're already adopted. Well, we're given the spirit of adoption. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, verse 4. That's true. The spirit of adoption is given to us. The Holy Ghost is given to us as the earnest of the spirit until we receive the promised possession. What we possess, our inheritance. But when is uh, the manifestation of the sons of God? When is it and what is it? Is it kingdom now theology? Is it already here? In the days that Paul was preaching, he said, some said that the resurrection has already passed, overthrowing the faith of some, saying the kingdom's already here. You've already been passed from death into life, and there's no more, there's no more death to you. Because Jesus said, you believe in me, you shall never die. But he's talking about the second death there. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. The second death is being cast into hell, Gehenna. That is after the millennial. Well, Christ in you, the hope of glory is the mystery of godliness. Yes, it is. But there's a suffering that go along with it. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. Now, let's take a look at the true exegesis of the word of God in Romans 8. And he says in verse 15, For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. But we are going to have the final adoption which is the redemption of our bodies. There we've received the spirit of adoption, which are born not of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, not of blood, but of God. He came to his own, his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We're talking about the manifested sons of God. Power to become the sons of God which are born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God, born of God. And God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Here, this is a spirit of adoption, one and the self-same spirit, Romans 8, 15. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, 1 John 3 tells us, now are we the sons of God, but it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know this, when we see him, we shall be as he is. Our vile body will be fashioned like into his glorious body 
whereby he's able to subdue all things into himself. Job put it this way, those skin worms eat my body, yet in my flesh I will see God. In the words, it is a resurrection. It is the resurrection of the body. Though we have been free from the bondage of sin and of death, standing therefore in the liberty, wherein Christ has made us free, being not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. For if we walk in the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. They are the children of God. But there's a manifestation of the sons of God. When is that? We find in Daniel 7, 13, the ancient of days did set. Thousand, thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousands ministered unto him. And the Son of Man came into the ancient of days, and it was given him an everlasting kingdom and a dominion which there shall be no end. That Son of Man is Jesus the head and we, individual members in the body of Christ. That's when we receive our reward. What? At Jesus' coming. And his reward is with him. Now, as we see the manifestation, sons of God, he reads and we see if we're children, we're children of God, then heirs, heirs of God, heirs of God, inheritance, inheriting all things, him that overcometh, and joint heirs with Christ, an equal heir with Christ. Quite, quite a profound statement. And if so be, and it puts a condition on it, if so be that we suffer with him. The captain of our salvation was made perfect through sufferings. Now, Paul lets us know tribulation worketh patience. How do we get patience? Through tribulation, trouble. And patience worketh experience. How do we get experience? Through patience. So tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. And experience worketh hope, the blessed hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. That's the love of God, the agape, God's own love for us. There's a suffering that is mandatory for the body of Christ. Not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. And in Hebrews 11, it says, they wrought for themselves a better resurrection not accepting deliverance. God sent deliverance to them, but they didn't accept it. And they wrought for themselves a better resurrection. The saying that he said to Peter, Peter, lovest thou me the more than these? That Do you have that God of love more than these other apostles? More than these? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. Phileo has a brotherly love. He says again, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Godly love, do you love me? A godly love more than these, though these disciples? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. Phileo, a brotherly love. Not the God love, but the brotherly love. Then Jesus dropped down and said, Phileo, that brotherly love. Peter, do you brotherly love me above these disciples? Phileo. 
Peter being grieved that the Lord asked him the third time. Lord, you know that I love you. Keep my commandments. Then he said, feed my, first one he said, feed my lambs. Then feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. When you're young, you'll walk whithersoever thou wouldest. But then he said a profound statement. But when you're older, you will walk where thou wouldest not. Not what you want. By this he signified by what death he should glorify God. Glorify God, yes, sealing his testimony with his own blood. A witness of Jesus, literally a mortar for Jesus. The witness there means a mortar. A witness unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. And uh, hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. He showed it, shedding his own blood, righteous, holy, precious blood. Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We'll have that opportunity in the last days. Because commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. That's commandment. We have to have that love. How do you get that? Tribulation works with patience, patience, experience, experience, hope. How do you show forth Jesus? Jesus in your mortal body. Paul put it this way, trouble will never side, but not in distress, perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted and not forsaken, cast down, but we're not destroyed. Always bearing about in our body the dying. Here's the cross. The dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of our Lord Jesus would be made manifest. There's a manifestation there in our mortal bodies. And he goes on and explains that. For we which live are always delivered unto death. Not feeling better about yourself in this rooty-tooty, fresh and fruity, so-called Christianity of today. This little ice cream dinners and, and uh, chicken dinners and ice cream suppers and uh, high-fiving on the blessing plan. But the real truth, cross of Jesus. And that is what will separate the real from the false, the holy from the profane, the righteous from the wicked, those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. For the hired harling that's in it for money will run from the sheep. And especially in a time of adversity, a time of great tribulation. And Jesus said, if, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself. Forget your own will. Because you're going to have to do the will of God. If you're not willing to do the will of God, count the cost. Don't start it and not be able to finish it. Count the cost. If any man come after me, let him first deny himself. Go pick up his cross and crucify life and follow me. That's working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in you both the willing to do of his good pleasure, doing the will of God. And if we do not do that will, not as newborn babes, not as little children, children of the kingdom will be cast out. But young men have, have overcome the wicked one. And they have done the will of God. And anyone that does not do the will of God, Jesus said in Matthew 7, in the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, the bylaws, not all the saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. And you can't call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. 
These are ones that were one God people. They knew that Jesus is the Father of glory. They were so-called apostolics of that day. And Jesus said, Depart from me, for you did not do the will of God. They called him Lord, Lord. They were at the place of little children, but they still were not able to enter because they did not do the will of God. They did not seek God out for his will and do it. And still, there's a manifestation of these sons of God by the resurrection from the dead. And blessed and holy that is he that hath part in that first resurrection. On such a second death hath no power. Christ the first fruits, and every man after his own order. Christ the first fruits, and those that are Christ at his coming. Now the godly man ceases, and the righteous man perisheth. None considering he's taken from the evil or the trouble which is to come. The ones that have gone on, crucified the flesh with affection and lust. God said, I'll take those out early. Why? Because of the evil that is to come. That's his right. That's God's will, just as he did with Enoch. When we see that the suffering is essential in the body of Christ for the cross to crucify the affections and the lust of the flesh. There's no other way. How do you cease from sin? First Peter 4, 1 says the way you cease from sin is not go to a church with blessings. Is you seek the will of God and you do it. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, be you therefore likewise minded. There's the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Be you therefore likewise minded. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And if you suffer with him, you will reign with him and be a joint heir with Christ. Now that's what he's saying here in Romans 8. And he's going on to say there's a glorious liberty in this children of God in this manifestation. As we read it, Paul goes and says, I reckon that the sufferings that we're going to go through, for we which live are always delivered unto death, the cross of Jesus, that the life of our Lord Jesus would be made manifest in our mortal bodies. And then he goes on and says that this light affliction is only but for a moment. Our lives are as a, a vapor of smoke, as a blade of grass tomorrow. Today is a marsh cast into the oven of fading flower. So are the days of our lives. And he said, this light affliction, which is only but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So the glory received will be exactly rewarded according to the sufferings and the glory of God that resteth upon you. You see, think it not strange. The fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. Partaker of his sufferings? Yes. Why? That the glory of God may rest upon you. 
the glory of God resteth upon you. Through the suffering, suffering for the cause of Christ. Crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Paul says here, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Revealed in us, yes, when the Lord himself. We find that in 2 Thessalonians 1, that the faith groweth exceedingly, the charity of everyone aboundeth one toward another. We're bound to thank God for you and all your uh, tribulation persecution that you endure which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. That's how you know that you're in the Lord Jesus Christ, the righteous judgment of God. It's a manifest token of that, your sufferings and tribulations that you endure. It's a manifest token, a seen token, manifest of the righteous judgment of God, that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Seeing it as a righteous thing with God to render tribulation or trouble to them that have tribulation or trouble you. And you which are troubled rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven, taking vengeance on them that know not God. Why? Because our testimony among you was believed in that day. When the Lord, his glory shall be revealed in us. Revealed in the body of Christ, in and through the body of Christ. Not before, but at that time. Let's see here. The glory that shall be revealed to us when? When, Paul? Romans 8, verse 18. Is it kingdom now? Is someone running around saying that we are Christ now? That there's nothing else to come? Or... He goes on and says, for the earnest expectation of the creature, the whole creation, waiteth for something. What are they waiting for? The manifestation of the sons of God. The manifestation of the sons of God. We're already the sons of God. Yes, but it doth not yet appear what we shall be. For 1 John 3, 2, now are we the sons of God. True but it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Why? It had been manifested. But we know this, when we see him, we shall be as he is. Our vile body will be fashioned like into his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. In the millennial, everything will go back in restoration and a total restitution of all things. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason who have subjected the same in hope. And hope, yes, the hope, the blessed hope, the resurrection. Everything subject to that. Why? Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into what? The glorious Liberty of the children of God. What glorious liberty is that? This liberty by which we are delivered from the body is not, it's not that one by which the body is delivered from death. In other words, we have not had this last, we're saved, 
Our soul is saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But our bodies have not been changed yet. We've experienced that salvation, a glorious power of God. And the powers of the word to come. And the good word of God. But the body finally will be changed in the full consummation in glory. And that's what he's saying here. We're delivered right now from the body, the body of the sin of the flesh. But we have not had our body yet delivered from death. And that's what Paul is saying here in the manifested sons of God. He goes on and tells us. For we know that the whole creation moaneth and travaileth and travailing in pain together until now. All of creation is groaning and travailing in pain. They're looking for that glorious liberty of the children of God. And not only they, but we that have the first fruits of the Spirit, the body of Christ, do groan within ourselves. He says here, and not only they, but ourselves also, the body of Christ, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves. We're doing the same. Waiting for the adoption. Well, we got the spirit of adoption, but we're waiting for the actual, the actual happening of it. The consummation of it. What is that? Waiting for the adoption, the, abs- the, the absolute adoption. To wit, which is the redemption of our bodies. Our vile bodies. We're still subject to death in this old body. Every day, the outward man is perishing day by day. But the inward man is renewed. We're talking about the body, just as Job said. Those skin worms eat my body. Yet in my flesh, I will see God. He's talking about the glorious resurrection. He's talking about the glorious manifestation of the sons of God, the manifested sons of God. That is in that day, the resurrection. The first resurrection on such a second death hath no power. So the manifested sons of God are yet, yet to be revealed. Hasn't already happened. It's not kingdom now. There is a kingdom age, the age of the kingdom coming, where we, we will be kings and priests of the Lord our God. Just as with Jesus declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead, Romans 8, 2, and 3. Romans 1, verse 2 and 3 and 4. He's declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. That resurrection is that first resurrection on such a second death hath no power. Because the rest of the dead live not again until after the thousand years. Therefore, we must be in that resurrection. The first fruits. There, the manifested sons of God is the resurrection. To wit, the redemption of our bodies. So this kingdom now, Christ, that you're already changed and there is no millennial and whatever. 
is simply false. There is a great tribulation coming. Oh, yes, it is. We won't be pre-tribulation raptured out of it. For this great time of trouble is a time that we will play that our flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. What is the winter? It's a time of snow and hail, God fulfilling his word. What is the Sabbath? Well, it's a time of great tribulation. Since it never was, since it was a nation, no, nor ever shall be again, except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. It's a time of great tribulation. But we, the body of Christ, will be saved. We'll be hated of all nations during this time. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. We'll be hated of all nations. Some of us will be put to death, sealing our testimony with our own blood. Jesus said it would be so. Right. Blessed be those that die in the Lord. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. We saw that under the fifth seal, an altar in heaven, the altar of the slain souls for the word of God and the testimony which they held. And they said, O Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before thou avenge our blood upon them that dwell on the earth? They're still dwelling on the earth down there. How long will it be before you avenge our blood on them, on the ones that killed us? White robes of righteousness were given to each one of them. They haven't been a resurrection yet. Those are spirits of just men made perfect, Hebrews 12. Church and assembly of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. Spirits of just men made perfect, not the bodies. Because there will be a bodily resurrection. That's the seed. When you plant it, it's planted in, in corruption. It'll be raised and corruptible. Sown in weakness, raised in power. That's the seed. And behold, I show you a mystery, Paul said. We shall not all sleep. Not all sleep in the Lord Jesus. But we shall all be changed in a moment at the twinkling of an eye. That's an aim. That's a fountain. That's the truth of Jesus. At the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump. Not this. Uh, there's seven trumpets. Five, six and seventh trumpet. It's not the seventh trumpet. No, those are wool trumpets. That's not the resurrection trumpet, friend. Somebody said, well, I heard my pastor say, no. There is one trump of God, the trumpet of God, the last trump. It's the last warning. It's the last resurrection. It's that one, the resurrection, the, those are the first fruits. At the last trump is what I should say. What for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain, the remnant, shall be caught up together to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. Somebody said, well, isn't that a pre-tribulation rapture? No. Paul goes on and writes another letter to the church at Thessalonica, explaining to them that the day of Christ and are gathered together unto him would not happen until there come a great falling away first. And the man of sin be revealed. Who opposes all that is God or that is worship, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Paul said, remember you, when I was with you, I told you these things. Only he who let it 
or will restrain, will let or restrains until he be taken out of the way. Civil government of man. Lawlessness. And then shall that wicked be revealed. We're still here. Until the Lord shall consume him with the sword out of his mouth and the brightness of his coming. This is even Satan. This is him as after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. It's strong delusion. It's the greatest delusion this world's ever seen. Because they received not the love of the truth, they did not be saved, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. God said, I sent strong delusion that they all might be damned who received not the love of the truth that they might be saved, but they had pleasure in unrighteousness. Not only were they not, not afraid of God, no fear of God, they had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that is exactly the work of God in the last days when all the wicked will be destroyed out of the land. What will happen? At his coming, at the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. The manifested sons of God will appear. And they will be God's instruments of judgment in that day. They execute the judgments that's written. They bind their kings in chains and their, and their nobles in fetters of iron. To execute the vengeance written for this honor have all the saints. There's the manifested sons of God. Judgment given to the saints of the Most High God. In the day of the Lord, the wicked will be ashes and under the righteous feet. God said, I will make you a sharp threshing instrument with iron teeth and you will thresh the heathen. The manifested sons of God are at the time of the resurrection. The adoption is the redemption of our bodies. Our souls are saved. We're saved in spirit. But the body will be delivered from death literally once and for all. Oh, oh death, oh, grave, where is thy victory? Death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? Swallowed up in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed and holy they that have part in the first resurrection. On such, the second death hath no power. This will be, then come at the end. When he, the son of man, shall deliver the kingdom up to God, even the father, that he may be all through all and in us all. The son of man, there is the body of Christ. Jesus, the head. Who's the ancient of days? Jesus Christ himself, the father of glory. It's the work of the ministry. The offices of God and the functions are eternal. The father's the eternal office of, of the uh, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God Almighty. It's the administrative office of the spirit. The word is the expression office of the spirit of God. It reveals his thought, plan, purpose, and will. It's an eternal office. The Holy Ghost, the power office of the Spirit of God is an eternal office. Same Spirit. The Son of God is redemption, office of the Spirit. And it is an eternal office of the Spirit of God, redemption office. The Son of Man is the kingdom office. 
which is an eternal office. And all judgment is in the Son of Man, the kingdom office, because he is the Son of Man. Judgment given to him. All these offices of God, which are one spirit, but he includes us as bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. You see, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Well, the spirit of adoption has been given to us, but we hadn't had the adoption yet, the redemption of our bodies, but we have the spirit of it. We have the earnest of the spirit of it now. The down payment on it until we receive the promised possession. What is promised to us? And that is a blessed hope of the resurrection. And I might be found, Paul said, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith, that I might know him in the power, know him in his sufferings, be made conformable, conformable unto his death, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. There, the more we suffer, that's the reason we see they wrought in Hebrews 11. Those women wrought for themselves a better resurrection. Why? Well, they could have accepted liver, say, sooner we go ahead and die. We'll seal our testimony with our own blood. Rotting for themselves, what? A better resurrection. Well, somebody said a resurrection is a resurrection. Yes, but it's the glory that will be revealed. It's a mortar's crown that they will receive. And there are different rewards. There's different levels of, uh, of sufferings and, and uh, a burning fire, torment in hell. There's different levels of torment. He that knew the will of God and did not do it and knew the will of God shall be beaten with many stripes. He that did not know the will of God and did not do it will be beaten with few. Therefore, to whom much is given, much is required. As just as there's different rewards in the Lord Jesus Christ in our heavenly rewards at his coming. So therefore we know the manifested sons of God will be revealed in that day when his glory is revealed in us, our vile bodies. There's bodies that are literally, they're decaying, our outward man is perishing day by day, corruptible getting older, the whole creation getting older as doth, gar as doth a garment. But then, in this glorious liberty of the children of God, the whole creation will be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at that last trump. The trump of God, the shout, the voice of the archangel, the trump of God shall sound, and we shall be changed. The manifested sons of God in that day will be a glorious day. The Lord revealed in his servants, in his body. Why? Because our testimony among you, Paul said, was believed when he comes to be glorified and revealed in his saints. Christ in you is this hope of glory. That is the glory. The glorious, the glorious body of Jesus, our vile body fashioned like unto his glorious body, whereby Jesus, he is able to subdue all things unto himself. 
So we want to walk in the light as he's in the light. And we'll have fellowship one with another. We'll be sanctified through the truth. Thy word is truth. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us then from all sin. We must make sure that we're walking in the light. If the Holy Ghost bears witness with you, the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit that this is the truth, we'd love to hear from you. We like to gather in the unity of the faith as one. God putting his body bone to bone, whichever joint supplied to the edifying of itself and love and the unity of the faith right now. We'd love to meet you and work together for the, the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. If that has bear witness with your spirit and the truth of the Holy Ghost, well then, write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office, Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can drop us a message, or if you have questions, please message us at any of our websites, sealinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org, or dennisbeard.org. We thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings. And those of you that do, that's by the only your generous offerings is how we keep the podcast coming to you over, over the different areas in the various nations of this, of this world. So until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.